You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo and Sean. Uh, we had pretty decent week seven there. Uh, obviously, with the Kansas City Chiefs coming away with a big dub. If you haven't listened to that, make sure to go back. Find us on uh, all audio platforms. If you listen there on YouTube, on Twitter, Bob and Bo Show, anywhere you can find us. Uh, one thing, if you did miss the Chief show, make sure to go back and listen to it. But we did come up with a new fine system that will directly impact this portion of our show, the NFL show. Uh, the winner of our Pick'em will be taking the fine bucket home. It's going to start this week, uh, but we'll, we will be continuing it through uh, additional seasons, uh, potentially a uh, talking about doing a survivor pool with fans, which means if we do decide to do that, you could be walking away with some cash. Our fine system will be brought up here on YouTube for you to see, uh, but any uh, $1 fines uh, start for us all as a whole. It will be name pronunciations. Uh, if you mispronounce those uh, wrong call outs. So if you call out somebody for mispronunciation or anything else um, and you are incorrect about your call out, you will be fined a dollar if you cough into the mic or any disruptions uh, to the show. That will be a one dollar fine. Uh, we we do have dog barks with that. Um, it's possible. No, no. All right, we will not count a dog bark because that's not something you can control. But I want to like, hear those dogs bark. I do. They jo- They deserve to be in the Bob and Bo show. Uh, we do have in- constantly with me. <laughs> so are mine. Uh, we do have uh, individual fines. Uh, these are tailored for us specifically. Uh, so those have been dropped down to 50 cents per fine uh, because it is something that we do often. Tybo and his long pauses. Well, we, we will be coming up with additional ones, but for every long, we, 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 we. <laughs> yes. Uh, any long pauses that Tybo has will be 50 cents. Sean and his quarterback speak or uh, muffling his mic. We can hear that rustling. Uh, those will be 50 cents a piece. Uh, myself being the question master, asking too many questions within one question, uh, or also using the same word too many times throughout the show. Um, if you have any recommendations for fines on things that we should be fined for individually or as a show, uh, let us know. Uh, if we are missing a fine call out, which we'll call them out in the middle of the show, make sure to let us know in the comments uh, on Twitter. Facebook, wherever you find us and interact with our show, make sure to let us know. With that, I'll turn it over to Sean to recap his Just the Tips. Here we are with Just the Tips. You mean I like some of them? I don't like some of them either, but here we are. (laughs) Starting off with the stardoms that we talked about last week. Tua coming back, 15 points. Not too bad for his first time back, decent. Dak, first game back. 12 points. Now I was expecting against the Lions defense for him. Very surprising. Last quarterback to start, and probably the last time he ever actually gets a start in the NFL, at least for the Colts, Matt Ryan. Big mistake there. What a pick. <laughs> Big mistake there. Nine total points. Screwed me over in one league. Screwed everybody else over in many leagues, too. 
terrible pick. Running backs here. Josh Jacobs went off with 37 points. They're trying to get that man paid in Las Vegas right now. They don't want to pay him there, but he's trying to get paid. DeAndre Swift, thought he was coming back. Not applicable. Did not play at all. David Montgomery, it's the Patriots, 12 points. Decent, but he split a lot more snaps with Khalil Herbert than I first imagined him doing. Deal with it. <laughs> Tybo. <laughs> Wide receivers here. T. Higgins. 14 points. Decent day for him, but he was overshadowed by Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd actually had more points than Jamar Chase this week, which is... He didn't? I thought he had like one or two more points than him. No, let me just double check this. I'm pretty sure in, in our league, uh, Jamar Chase got me 33 and Tyler Boyd had 30. Uh, no, Jamar Chase got me 34 and uh, Tyler Boyd had 30. All right. All right. Close. So close. Next wide receiver, DK Metcalf. Two points. The reason he had such a low effort was he got injured and he may be out some weeks, but... Let's hope he gets back and healthy and ready to go because DK is fun to watch. Last wide receiver here, Christian Kirk. 16 points. Pretty solid effort from what you're expecting from him. Finally making a big comeback there. Tight ends, David Njoku. 14 points. He's been going out for the past few weeks, but unfortunately that comes to a stop right now. He's going to be out for the next two to five weeks. And last one. Talked about it quite a bit this year. I don't know why I put him on the start of him. They're not going to throw to him. Kyle Pitts, three points. You, you can't expect much from him whenever Marcus Mariota only passes it 13 times. I felt really good getting Kyle Pitts after not reaching for Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. But, man, he's he's probably the biggest disappointment in fantasy football this year. Has he had a game over 10 points yet? Uh, I think his best game was 10 points or something something slightly over 10 points when he got his touchdown. Damn. Moving on to sit him here. Russ Wilson did not play. Obviously, you should have sat him. Either Broncos quarterback, they look the exact same. Don't start the Broncos quarterback. Jimmy G, 19 points. He put up some numbers for some reason against us. Just fantasy numbers, but that's about it. Last one, Tom Brady, 11 points. He had multiple chances to find Mike Evans. Mike Evans just dropped it. Other than that, didn't even score a touchdown against the Panthers. Come on, Tom. Running backs here, James Robinson sat out for the game, zero points. Got traded almost immediately after the game. Jamal Williams, with no DeAndre Swift there, you would think he would probably have a good game, but no, only six points. Tybo, did you start him? I pretty much had to. Yeah. I had uh, I had three players on a bye. So. And Tony Pollard with 12 points. They gave the ball to Zeke in the red zone, and he finally had a good week. Who would have thought? Wider series here, Keenan Allen. Massive three points for you there. Kind of what you expect from him over there right now. They are not figuring that out too well. Ouch. Uh, Deontay Johnson, nine points. I don't trust Steelers wide receivers. Drake London, the player to watch, one point. 
<laughs> one one catch on one target, like seven yards. Yet again, how can you have receivers that have production if you're only throwing the ball 13 times? Tight ends yeah, here, Hunter. Oh, just wanted to say that my game of the week involved the Falcons and their offensive scripts, their offensive game plan is just it's odd in today's NFL. Especially whenever they're down big, you think they'd have to throw to come back. They're just hoping. And without really their best running back, without Cordero Patterson, that's rough. Finally, the tight ends here: Hunter Henry, two points. Mike Gusecki, a man who may be traded very soon, five points. And that was just the tips. Recap. I, I wanted to talk about a little bit because you did talk about uh, Mike Evans. Some of the news that's going around the NFL, not just with this situation, but with others. But there was a situation after the Tampa Bay game where Mike Evans was found in the tunnel leading into the locker rooms uh, on camera. Uh, two referees from the game had uh, walked up to Mike Evans and it looked like they were getting his autograph. Um, now, per uh, the rules, uh, I'm not sure exactly. That's fine. Spot fine. That's a fine. Uh, where to find or uh, uh, what they found or what it looked like is he was getting an autograph. The referees had called uh, Mike over by name. You can hear it on the audio. Uh, they handed him a piece of paper. It looked like he was writing something. The NFL did investigate this as they said they would. And ESPN put out information earlier uh, that the uh, that there would uh, there was nothing conclusive to their uh, findings that there would be no uh, fines or anything like that added out or suspensions uh, uh, per at Tom Pelissaro uh, on Twitter. He put out the full story. It was that one of the sideline judges uh, went to Texas A&M with Mike Evan or went to a and um, just like Mike Evans did and wanted to get Mike Evans number uh, so he could pass it along to a golf pro to help give Mike Evans lessons uh, for go uh, golfing. Uh, the sideline judge did have, didn't have a piece of paper. So he borrowed it from the other official. Uh, the NFL did come out and say uh, that they spoke to both of these officials, one of uh, NFL ref of 21 years, the other of four years. So they know these rules that they should not do anything like that ever again. Really it's get off the field go to the locker room. Don't speak with anyone as it could look like collusion of some sort. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the video, he's not writing down a phone number. That's a that's a signature. It was a very quick, blatant. Yeah, it was very quick. It it was odd, and but the camera did cut away very fairly quickly from that, so we don't know if he had to keep moving and then write. I mean, we don't know what's going on. They can the NFL can really say whatever it is that they want to say. And they kind of have to, because if you say that they were getting an autograph, uh, that doesn't look good for your sports betters that you are now in bed with. Not at all. In other news, from, we covered this kind of on the Chief show a little bit, from at Brad Stainbrook, NFL, uh, the Browns are listening to offers for Kareem Hunt, which is really big. Uh, Dov Kleiman uh, at NFL underscore Dov Kleiman did add in that the Browns would also be listening uh, for trade offers for corner Greedy Williams. It's a big, big one. That's a big time corner. Uh, it's odd that they would be trying to trade him away. 
Um, in other news from at my sports update, I believe that's Ari Mirov, uh, the Chargers corner JC Jackson will miss the rest of the season with a knee injury. Not Chargers looking can't good for catch him. a break, man. Uh, they'll charge her any way that they can. They cannot stay healthy. Uh, former former friend news for the Chiefs uh, coming from at Mike Garofalo. The Titans will be signing Chris Conley off the Chiefs practice squad. He was only brought into the practice squad, I believe, for less than a week uh, before he was signed off by the Titans, which is uh, fairly, fairly odd. Um, another one from Don Cliveman. Uh, the Broncos will be looking to trade, uh, who's that Bradley Chubb should they lose to the Jaguars this weekend? Um, he's only on half a season contract left. Uh, they could franchise tag them if he, if they, if they so choose, uh, he could also hold out, uh, the, so if he held out then the following season, he would be available for, um, uh, the restricted free agent tag, which means that if another team offers him a contract and he accepts, they have, uh, I believe the Broncos would have uh, two, 48 hours or 72 hours to match the offer. Uh, and if they would match the offer, then he would stay. Otherwise it'd be a compensatory pick um, with a team that is, does not have any draft picks. It would probably be, probably be best to move off of him um, if you can to, to recoup some of those draft picks you do not have. That game's in London this week, too, so that would be a very, very weird flight back if he got traded right away. I don't think it'd be right away, but it'd be it'd be very soon afterwards. I would hope it wouldn't be right away. Let the man get home first, at least. And then, obviously, we already know about Frank Clark being suspended. That came from, obviously, at Adam Schefter. We talked about that during the Chiefs show. If you want more in-depth uh, talk about that, Go back and listen to that show. Uh, there's a lot of things flying around. The trade deadline is uh, a week away from today. We are we are uh, recording on Tuesday, the 25th. That means the 1st of November is the deadline. Um, there's already been quite a few moves. There's a lot of people being listed, a lot of people having offers listed for them. Uh, this next week, I'm hoping, turns out to be one of the most exciting NFL trade deadlines that we've seen so far. This happens every year, though. There's a lot of names thrown around, but there's never really big trades in the NFL. Oh, we did miss. We did miss. James Robinson is now a Jet. Yeah. Brees Hall went down. James Robinson was traded for a, compens- uh, a, a conditional sixth round. It could turn into a fifth round if mar- certain marks are met. I don't know those marks. I don't think I've seen those marks. Uh, but if those marks are met, that will turn into a fifth rounder. Uh, this is the last year on his deal. He does become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, don't know if he's eligible for a franchise tag because he'd only be with the Jets for half of a season. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, so that'd be an interesting development, especially knowing that they have Brees Hall coming back uh, off the ACL and MCL tears for, for next season. With that, we do have a few awards that we did not finish up from our last uh, pregame show. We've given you Coach of the Year, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. It is now time to get to Rookie of the Year. Uh, Sean will bring you the Defensive Rookie of the Year, while Tybo brings you the Offensive Rookie of the Year. We will start out with the Defensive Rookie of the Year at the number three spot. Number three, we're going to go off with Aiden Hutchinson. 
for the Detroit Lions. Having a really solid year this year. He looks like the only good piece of the Lions defense. I believe he has four sacks this year. Three of them came in one game. He's one of the top rookies in pressures this year as well. Playing a great, great defensive lineman over there for the Lions. Number two. We have Tariq Woolen of the Seattle Seahawks. This is a fifth-round draft pick playing for the Seahawks, putting up great numbers, and really one of the reasons why the Seahawks defense is looking so good right now and why they have the record that they do. Your defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go with a sauce gardener for the New York Jets. This man... He's putting people on an island. He is defending that island very well. This last game, targeted eight times, gave up three catches for eight yards. He is lost stopping in the sauce, receivers. baby. Don't get lost in the sauce, man. I honestly think, I think Tariq Woolen has played better, but the NFL would would probably lean into the bigger name, the higher draft pick. Being um, in New York, if, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, let's jump over to the offensive side. Your third placer for offensive rookie of the year. We got Chris Olave um, of the wide receiver class this year. Chris Olave has got the most production. What is so I, funny about I, that? I thought you were going to say the team. I thought you were too. <laughs> At number two. My personal favorite in this race, uh, Kenneth Walker uh, out of Seattle. The numbers in the first two, three games that he's had are that he's blown by a lot of people, and I feel like he could he could probably uh, take number one. Your offensive rookie of the year. Almost a fine for you, Ty Bob. Uh, his name is Damian. Not Damon Pierce. You have Damon written in the in the chat. I uh, I wrote it the way that uh, that the NFL provided it. Uh you you put the E in the wrong spot. I'm telling you right yes. now, it's not. I, you're spelling it Damon, and it's Damian. I got some fingers. But yeah, Damian Pierce, um, the true number one running back in Houston right now. Um, pretty good numbers. So if he if his season continues the way it is, he's probably going to get offensive rookie of the year. But if Kenneth Walker's stats are even comparable, the fact that he's done it in less games, I think he might edge out and be number one by the end. Solid list, boys. I think it'll probably shape up that way. Tybo, you are 100% right. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third is a fantastic back. That's why I traded for him in my dynasty league. Um We'll have to see how that one turns out. Again, these are barring injury because um, if it came down to it, I think we all believe that uh, Brees Hall would have been the rookie of the year had he not torn his ACL and meniscus. Uh, with that, we will jump over to how we have done in Pick'em so far this season with week seven. In week seven, Starting to get a little spicier, folks. You love to see it. Um, we have a we have a second time winner. Finally, it is not Tybo. Sean comes away in first place with a ten win four loss week. Let's go. Tybo is going to round out in last place with 
eight wins and six losses. And that puts me in second place with nine wins, five losses. That'll round out the total through seven weeks. I am still in last place, but only at 54 losses, 50 or 54 wins, 52 losses, two ties. Uh, Sean is going to still stay in second with 59 wins, 47 losses, two ties. And Tybo still remains in first, maybe not for long, only by one at 60 wins, 46 losses, and two ties. Is getting very close around these parts. I am above 500. <laughs> Sean is on the tail of Tybo. It's gonna be. It's but gonna you're be gonna true. you're gonna keep me picking first though, right? Because you guys just want to catch up oh, to me. Oh, oh. Well, we'll switch it up. it up. We can switch it up. We'll go. We'll yeah. We'll I like to go last just so I can we'll, pick all the same picks as you. <laughs> we'll change it moving forward. We'll go with the weekly winners. So the winner of the week will go last. How about the they get to choose where they go? Okay, that's fine. No. I like that. The winner of the week gets to choose where they go. I like that. But the loser always goes last. Or first, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Unless unless the winner chooses to go first. I was going to say, what if the winner wants to go first? first? So that means that if the winner does decide to go first, then the loser will automatically take second. Okay. Does that make I like that. Fair? Okay. All right. Uh, it's going to be getting close. It's getting close. <laughs> Uh, for our games of the week, we had a few of them. It was Jets, Broncos, Falcons, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. So let's start this one off with the Jets versus the Browns. Broncos. Fine. Broncos. Fine. That is a fine. (laughs) Tally it up. Got him. Yeah. Uh, here I was talking shit last week on Tybo's game of the week, and I obviously had the worst game of the week. Deserved. That's what I get. Jets 16, Broncos 9. Broncos looked like the exact same offense with Brett Rippon in it with Russell Wilson in not anything special. They do what they do on offense, which is nothing at all. Jets look great with Brees Hall in there right away, breaking that big 60 yard runoff, getting that touchdown in. And shortly after that, tearing his ACL and meniscus, a very sad sight to see, but Zach Wilson did not have any turnovers. Mr. INT did not throw an interception for once. He managed the game very well. Did not have good numbers at all. And somehow pulled out the win. Elijah Moore did not play. They're not going to trade him, it sounds like. He was on the trading block. He's very unhappy with them still. Still there for some reason. We'll see if he gets traded within the next week. To put the cherry on top of this whole entire thing, this was the Broncos Super Bowl 32 celebration. Their 25-year anniversary. They had all their players come out. <laughs> they had a big celebration at halftime. Love seeing them all in their old jerseys. That's great. Celebrating just to watch them lose. They had nine points in the first half, zero in the second half. Blame it all in the Super Bowl celebration. You love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> so I guess that goes into my game. Um, I had uh, Falcons, Bengals. Um, lots of offense. I mean, the score was 35, 17, uh, at the end, but this was, we said this was a get right game or get right week for the chiefs. The Bengals definitely had their get right week here. If they've had 
some struggles at the beginning of the season. You weren't really noticing it much in this game. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about how the Falcons just have a weird offensive game plan uh, in today's NFL. It obviously couldn't hang with one of the better offenses uh, in our league. Um, the Bengals seem to be over their Super Bowl hangover um, and looking like a like a threat. Um, would prefer not to see them in the playoffs. Um, almost want the Bills to get a revenge game. But, yeah, I don't think there's anything extremely noteworthy out of this game. Lots of offensive production out of the Bengals. Um, if you had almost any of their offensive players in fantasy, you had a good week. Um, scored early on, too. Yeah. Early and often. Yeah, I, they had – they had 14 points after the first quarter, and they didn't really look back. So That'll move us into our final game of the week, the Browns versus the Ravens in Baltimore. The Ravens did come away with a 23-20 win. Um, in true AFC North tradition, it's a hell of a game. Came down all the way to the wire. Um, Jacoby Brissett took five sacks in this game. Nick Chubb had 16 carries for 91 yards. Uh, Lamar looked really bad. He did not look that good. He ended up with a 47 QBR. He only, he threw 50% uh, for only 120 yards and he only rushed for, for uh, just shy of 60. Um, Gus Edwards really carried that team with only 66 yards. He still had two tugs. Um, It was not a good game for really any of these teams um, or players specifically on the Ravens side. Uh, The Browns, Nick Chubb had 91 yards on 16 carries. It's really good. Amari Cooper had three receptions for 74. So he's locked up for most of the game, but he did come away uh, with some big, uh, some big catches, one for 55 yards. And in true AFC North fashion, especially the last few years against the Browns and the Ravens. This one goes all the way down to the wire where the Browns have an opportunity to either tie or take this win home before going to overtime. Jacoby Brissett hits DPJ Donovan Peoples-Jones for a 19-yard pass, uh, gets him down onto the other side of the field, and you know what happens? He fumbles it. Gives the game away. Ravens are able to walk away with a win. Uh, Both of these teams, bad. Uh, undoubtedly the Browns are looking like they're just a few pieces away. And one of those pieces is what a quarterback who will be coming in at week uh, 12, believe it is uh, in Deshaun Watson against the Houston Texans. So if the Browns can kind of keep things together, keep it close in the AFC North, they got themselves a shot. Didn't the Ravens almost blow another 10 point lead in this game? They did. They, yeah, they, they most certainly did. <laughs> they they not I don't looking know good for them come playoff I, time. I don't know what's going on with them. They were at one point up by 10 points. Uh, it was actually at halftime they were up uh or no, sorry, that was uh, 13 to 10. Uh they I don't believe they were actually up by 10 at any specific point, but they were up um No, they were. I'm sorry. They were up by uh 20 to 10 before uh the Browns scored a field goal to make it uh 20 to 13. So they blew. They almost blew that one away. I, I don't know what's going on over there. The defense, obviously, injuries, but the defensive coordinator has not done well. Uh, the offense has looked scatterbrained after a few weeks. Mark Andrews only had one catch. 
on national tight end day. How do you do that? Shows there's only one elite tight end in the league. Ty Bob, real quick, I got a question for you. Are you trying to say Tuds with a D at the end, or are you purposely saying Tugs? Tugs with a G. Okay. You can say Gus, you can say it either way. Tugs, Tugs. Gus, Gus the bus got his Tugs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's interchangeable in my vocabulary. That's a little problematic whenever you're talking about a Browns game, though. All right. Or a Giants game. <laughs> All right. Or a Patriots game. Good night, boys. Well, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Patriots game. Let's let's jump right into that. Uh, you know, you want to talk about tugs or deflated balls? Mac Jones is right there with him, going with a leg high. Uh, I'm not sure. Who oh yeah, who yeah, yeah. Was. He goes in for the slide, leaves his leg out. You got to assume that Mac Jones will be uh, fined for this. It's uh, endangering other players' safeties. Um, that was. Because didn't Tom Brady game. get fined for his kick attempt? He did get fined for his kick attempt. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, oh, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, the defensive tackle for the Falcons uh, after the sack uh, that got penalized for absolutely no reason. So uh, you would have to assume that there's going to be uh, a fine with this. And the best part about all that, I'll put it down. There you go. That's, That's not a fine. That's I'm just... That was a clear. <laughs> that was a clear. That was a clear in the throat. It's in there. That's the a best dollar. part about that, though, was Mac Jones got benched. Who came in for him? None, none other than Bailey Zappi. That's your guy, it, Sean. It is. That's instant, your guy. Instant offense for him. It's a SEC game manager versus an air raid offense player. And at halftime, Bill Belichick even came out and said. Yeah, they're both going to get opportunities in the second half. And I don't think Mac Jones got in there to play much in the second half at all, if any. <laughs> I think Bill really wanted Mac to work out because, like, Bill Bill's runs an SEC-type team. Like, he could – he wanted the SEC game manager. But I'm, who he needs is probably Bailey Zappi. Somebody out there being a little electric. <laughs> Zappy and people. That was a bad pun. That was awful. Um, let's talk about Nuke Hopkins for a little bit and his return to the league. Back to the Thursday night game. Um, Arizona walks away with a 42-34 win. Hopkins was targeted 14 times and walks away with 10 receptions for 103 yards. Didn't he miss was missed that. not only by Kyler Murray, but by the entire NFL world. Fine. Great to have him back. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, no, he was he was sorely missed um, by fantasy managers, by Kyler, who just can't get his hands around the ball. Uh, they're too stuck to a controller half the time. Um, yeah, Nuke, he, he looked good. Um, the Saints clearly didn't watch much film on Nuke prior to the game. I mean – they had a chance in it if the, they didn't have Andy Dalton throw back-to-back pick sixes to end the first half. That's really what killed him. That is. That was yeah. If you looked at the score, well, it was tied what seven to seven. Uh, it was like 14, or fourteen. 14. No, fourteen, fourteen, and then within the matter of 
I believe it was 45 game seconds. It was 28 to 14 with uh, 40 some odd seconds left to go in the half. How about that Superman dive into the end zone? You go from like five yards out flying and just that video of it all focused on Andy Dalton. Just that dude. I didn't think that was real. I didn't know so many times on Twitter and I did not think that was real. That was awesome. We did have um, uh, let's just let's get on it because it's two bad games for two great all-time quarterbacks. We'll start off number one with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, He came out with a quote earlier. uh, I believe it was today. uh, um, He talked about needing to cut playing time for players who will who, who aren't producing. Uh, and that's a hell of a statement coming from anybody in the league, um, which nobody's saying he's wrong. That's just not something you want to hear from not only a teammate, but the leader and captain of your locker room. Uh, but they lost to the Green Lizard. But one Mr. Taylor Heineke, who is not even a starter in the XFL, but a backup. And he has now come in and he gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady fits the season before in the playoffs. And then, or uh, excuse me, two seasons before in the playoffs. And now he comes in and he wins against Aaron Rodgers to to really unsettle that locker room. What does this mean for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers moving forward? They are in trouble, man. Love to see it because Aaron Rodgers cannot throw the ball to anybody out there right now. His most reliable, reliable receiver right now is Aaron Jones. What? Well, what he's doing to that locker room, I mean, he's they, the rest of his team does not get to R E L A X because he's he, like, if you're calling your teammates out in the media by name or not, like, you don't want that type of, you don't want that type of presence. Like, that's, I mean, I understand Aaron Rodgers is the veteran that he is, but for God's sake, someone get him some media coaching. He just does way too much media right now, man. He's on Pat McAfee show once a week, weekly, like has to talk to them. And like, the the dude's got money. So like who really cares at this point? But like for the, for the true fans of football, like your, your, your reputation's a little tarnished, you know, like you haven't really had any, like he doesn't have a career like Tom Brady. He hasn't really had prominence towards the end of his career, except in the regular season. And now we're seeing what's happening to him without weapons. Like, It's starting to make more and more sense why Devontae wanted out of Green Bay. Obviously, it's not necessarily a place, if you're a football star, that you want to live. There's just, there's there's nothing in Green Bay. It's a couple, it's an hour or two away from Milwaukee, which is the biggest city there, which is, you know, whatever in itself, um, but that like you, you don't want to be around a cancer that Aaron Rodgers is seeming to be. Um, and that goes along with, I think, like Sean said, his media. Um, but he's starting to get like he's always had a big ego, but we haven't seen it in the media like this before. You got to think that uh, not only Green Bay fans, but the locker room and the coaching staff are not liking what they're seeing. Could Aaron Rodgers be 
out of Green Bay anytime soon. I think it would be interesting to see. Uh, I didn't want it to happen, but I thought Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos would have been way more interesting than Russell Wilson. Yes. Um, yeah, that would have been a lot scarier than Russ. Talking about Devontae leaving the Packers, like when you know you're not going to win a championship, would you rather play with someone who's kind of a dick or you want someone who's your friend? Best friends like with. He, yeah. Makes sense. Um, and there's speaking more. Old, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to just speaking of old quarterbacks that are switching up. Tom Brady. That's, yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Uh, it looks bad down there. Uh, you get blown out by the Panthers. I don't want anybody talking any more crap on the Chiefs for not scoring against the number one, the one of the best defenses of all time in the Super Bowl when Tom Brady can no longer score against the Panthers who have given up, I don't know, the third most points in the NFL so far. Third most, really? Uh, I I don't know. I'd have I was to gonna say they have a, they have a pretty solid defense. They're they're only giving up like most games are still low twenties for them. Go they just can't that. score. They just can't well, score they, at all. No, I I like to, I, as a as an NFL fan who's who's hated Tom Brady most of his life. Like I like the problems that he's having. I think that's more entertaining to me than what's going on in in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. The fact that Tom Brady's getting hit more at this stage in his career, his offensive line is playing who? I mean, I, I love to see that. That is, I mean, Chiefs winning a Super Bowl aside, that's pretty true. I love to see Tom Brady pick it <laughs> off the grass, man. They've given up 149 points so far. Um, it's not the worst, but the I think their average is like uh, 20, 26 points a game. Yeah. So it's not not the third worst, but uh, definitely not good, especially when you go up against what's supposed to be an offensive juggernaut led by the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, it's looking it's looking pretty bad down there in in Tampa. Obviously, Tampa is in a much worse. Um, they're both in bad divisions. Would it be out of the realm of possibility that we do not see the Packers or the Bucks? in the playoffs. Not with the way the other teams are playing right now. There's just some other teams that are just a little bit better than them. Well, and I, I, I think both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have the ability to turn their ships around. I definitely think fine. <laughs> it's on you, Sean. Oh. <laughs> Scratching my neck, damn it. Keep hitting your damn mic. <laughs> That one was pretty minor, um, but, but um, I, I, we, we all had, um, we both were we, both, all three of us agreed that the the Bucks would probably win their division still. So I, I, I think we all have confidence that Tom Brady of all people can kind of turn it around. Um, but the offensive line is kind of a hard, hard one to address. You know, when they're when they're not playing well. Um, you know, it can it can literally affect anybody, like even the greatest quarterback that's ever played. The sad thing about that division, oh, though, is the Panthers are only one game out of first place over there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And with no quarterback. Yeah. And with a lot of draft capital. A lot of draft capital. <laughs> they could uh, they could turn that around should they get the right coach in. They've 
got what seems to be a fairly decent and competent GM uh, making the moves that he's making uh, and keeping the guys that they do not want to get rid of, um, even though I'm sure they're taking a lot of calls with a lot more draft capital coming in. Uh, last thing I wanted to touch on here, um, the Jets situation, losing Brees Hall, the ACL, MCL tears. They did bring in James Robinson. Do you think they can continue on the form that they have? Their defense has been the best part of their team. Zach Wilson coming in has been less than spectacular as Joe Flacco did play a little bit better in a more high-flying offense, spreading the ball out a little bit more. Uh, does James Robinson help keep this team on the same track that they've been on? I'm going to go with no because they also lost Elijah Vera Tucker on the line, so that's going to be really tough for them to stop anybody from getting to Zach Wilson or James Robinson anymore. Yeah, torn tricep, that's not what you want to see on the offensive line. So their their running back situation now, I don't think is, you know, we, we were pretty high on James Robinson earlier on in the year. Um, I, I, and Michael Carter was still showing some good, I mean, he was, he was playing pretty well when he was, when he was getting the ball, when he was getting touches. I think what's concerning is, you know, a, on a winning team, Elijah Moore is getting, upset about his involvement you know asking for a trade and all that i think the offensive chemistry going forward is going to be something to watch um because i would have said you know without Brees hall maybe you get elijah more more involved but has that ship sailed we don't know um they still have a lot of young talent i think i think they can hang on and still get a playoff spot but um the yeah i think the bigger loss is the offensive lineman uh, rather than losing Brees Hall to then replace him with James Robinson. I agree with that. I think uh, they could be in for a little rocky situation, but it'll totally depend on how that offensive line plays now without Vera Tucker. Um, we've got week eight coming up very soon. Uh, it is Tuesday. It is just around the corner for Thursday's kickoff. Um, we do have uh, that game, so we shall do pick them very quickly here. We've got the Baltimore Ravens headed into Tampa Bay, taking on Tom and the Bucks uh, from a sports book that shall not be named. The Baltimore Ravens are a one and a half point favorite. It's a tough game to pick. Go re putting we, that, uh, that into Sean, effect now. Yeah, Sean won the last week, so as he said. Where do you want to pick, Sean? I want to pick second. Uh, so that means Tybo, you, my friend, are first. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Same as every other week, man. And it's in Tampa Bay. Is in Tampa. Ravens are one and a half point favorite. It is a late game, so it's past Tom Brady's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it will be 8-15 by kickoff in Tampa. Hmm. But will the Ravens blow a 10-point lead? <laughs> Man. Give me the Ravens. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Give me the Ravens. Damn. I was gonna pick opposite of you no matter what. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers now. I'm also gonna take the Bucks in this one. Uh, I think it's a get-right game for Tom Brady and co. Uh, Ravens just 
what are, what are they going to do? <laughs> what are they going to do? Can't do anything. No wide receiver threats. It's looking ugly in Baltimore. Well, make sure to check back in on Friday, folks, as we drop our uh, Chiefs are on a bye week. So like we said, we're going to be dropping some special episodes uh, for, for those Chiefs episodes that would originally come out. We'll also have our NFL shows come out as normal. Uh, so make sure to check back in. Uh, leave comments, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, or Facebook, YouTube, add us on Twitter. Uh, Tybo needs some suggestions and let us know where we messed up on maybe some fines. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.